1: Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand.
2: Now, could you please give us some good news on the show today? Some good news? Because everything seems to be bad. And I said, you know, I was kind of thinking the same thing, but here's what I came up with for good news. Are you ready? We don't get into politics here on the RP Show. That's the good news. Homie, don't play that game. That's not what we do.
1: This is the Rod Peterson Show.
2: Welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show, everybody. Not only do we not get into politics, never, never. I'm so checking out, I think, on the COVID talk, too. And uh, Moose and I were just talking about it in the break. And we all just say that we are on Game Plus Television, as always, and streaming on YouTube and Facebook. It's another day where our YouTube numbers are smashing Facebook. YouTube's the way to go, they say. Yeah. Yeah. Go west, young man. Go to YouTube, young man. That's right. Uh, The second hour is presented by Core Grain, doing the right thing for your farm. And here's why I said I'm just so over this. I said last hour that a Hall of Fame CFL alum asked me to share his video on anti-vax. And we've been very good friends forever. And I'm like, I'm not. With all due respect, nope. (laughs) I'm... Trying not to tell anybody what to do or anything like that, get anybody in trouble. I'm so staying out of it. And then today, David William Naylor from TSN, our good friend, retracted. I mean, you're on top of this more than me, but I think he retracted a report. Edmonton Elks cutting an offensive lineman yesterday, Jacob Ruby, for falsifying his, his COVID status, his vaccination status. Naylor had to go out and say, no, he didn't falsify documents. He just lied and said that he had, it, had been vaccinated, but he wasn't. And I said to Darren, I was filling out my coffee here, my Caliber coffee. So I got Caliber coffee in a Tim's cup, by the
3: way. What's the flavor de jour? Uh, this is the Sumatra. Ooh. It's a medium dark roast. Um, it's just so good when it hits your lips. Might be my favorite. It's a very good it? job. And they have a new location, by the way. Yeah, they moved? They're moving. Yeah. Where? Still in the warehouse district. But their site, I think it's calibercoffee.ca. You can still mm-hmm. order online. It's get your coffee.
2: So these people are writing in regarding, I see David asplin in Winnipeg says, yeah, no CFL team can sign him. There's an edict now that's come down from the league. Nobody touched this guy, Jacob Ruby. I don't know. There's got to be something in, illegal in that, isn't there? Colluding or blackballing somebody? I, I don't know. Maybe not. But I said to Darren, I am so glad that we don't have to sit and cover this on a daily basis? Because look at Naylor. He's getting information. He's getting wrong information, right information. He's having to retract it. Again, the fit has hit the shan as far as I'm concerned in the Canadian Football League. It's just—it's finger-pointing. It's false information out there. My God. I'm just glad I don't have to be a daily beat writer. We can just stand on the sidelines, watch it all, yeah, and come here every day and have coffee and talk about it and have nobody tell us what to do. It is the best job in the world. Isn't it?
3: (laughs) It is really great. Yeah. yeah. We don't have to worry about what the grass looks like, like how you actually cut the grass. We can just criticize and comment on what it's going to look like at the end. Mm Mm-hmm. It's the best job. (sighs)
2: Squirrel. Uh, Sorry. I'm just, my head's all over. (laughs) Well, back on that. David Campbell, very good friend of mine, color voice of the Edmonton Elks. He said yesterday, because I went after the Elks for saying why they cut Jacob Ruby. He said, right. just cut him. Why do you got to light him on fire on his way out of town? Like they've done with what feels like every other player that they've cut. Dave Campbell, I don't think he was specifically speaking to me, but he did say on Twitter, because you read it to me, you want us to say and the teams to say why they're cut. So when they say why they're cut, now you bitch about that. And I'm like, have a little discretion. Yeah. He, he, we cut him because He sucked. Not because he was a bad cultural fit, because he lied about his COVID status. What was the third one that they... It was another one that they they trash-talked a player on
3: his way out of town. Specifically Edmonton. Yeah. Did you have a point on that before I move on to what the viewers are saying? No, it's just the more we're hearing about this situation, the more that I'm taking away blame from the Elks organization on it. Oh, really? Yeah, a little bit. I'm swaying a little bit. If he was falsifying and leading them to believe that he was vaccinated, then I'm okay with them kind of saying it. But you do have to, you know, I'm against running the players through the mud on their way out of town. It's like, hey, look at these other guys were better. They won. Not because he was bad, because they were good. That's how I'd rather, you know, deliver the message. But if the leak has come out and said no other team's allowed to sign him, then there must be proof. It must be bad. He must have blatantly been lying about it. And there can't be any tolerance for that, oh, especially no, because in a nobody
2: lies in pro sports. Well, oh, I yeah, know, but oh yeah, that's us like make an example of him because he's the first guy to lie about it. Are you serious? Yeah, like I know this is a little different. Not really. That's why I don't believe any anything. I have not believed anything in the media for a long time, but specifically COVID because I know of one sporting organization. I know this for a fact that lied about. COVID testing, and let me just say, it was not the Western Hockey League. We were the ones that called the games out of the hub center here. It was not that. I'm not going to say the sport. I'm not going to say the league. I'm not going to say the team. But I know for a fact they lied. I'm like, how did they get away with that? Because nobody knew the difference or covered it up. So that's why I'm sorry. And as I've said many times over the years, I've seen presidents, coaches, GMs, players stand at a podium and lie right through their teeth because I know the truth and I was with that team and I'm like, he He's lying.
3: See that I I'm with you on that. I see it
2: all the time. For so I don't sure. believe I don't believe any of this. So to
3: blackball a player, I think it's pretty wrong. But you're saying you think it's okay? Well, not to blackball Like there's, there's This a, is blackballing. Well I know there's a line, but it must have been bad. I think about the Western Hockey League. And I think about talking to Ron Robinson, and I think about talking to Stacey Cattell and I think about talking to the players and the coaches and, and everything else and everybody that put in all this work And they didn't have a single case. It was perfect. It went off without a hitch. We were allowed to go in there. And I keep thinking, like, what if I had COVID and didn't tell them? Or what if I, because I just wanted to do the game so badly and I needed that paycheck. And I went in and I gave it to you and I gave it to Stacey and then I went to the team. And it shut the whole thing down because of me, right? I would feel pretty bad and I would expect to not be welcome back in. Right. Mm -hmm. So I kind of look at this the same a little bit if he was lying about it. But at that point, it's just, hey, let him go and just drop the story. Um, John in Winnipeg.
2: John Ohm says some people will never stop lying. It's built into their DNA. Okay, so let's just let him away with it. Uh, from Prime Convoy watching on YouTube says, how is this different than what Travis Smith did? For those that don't know, he was a Saskatchewan Rough Riders linebacker in 2005 who had HIV and was n- not disclosing it to his sexual partners. But the Saskatchewan Rough Riders did not disclose that HIV status, nor did they release him because of his HIV status. It's not totally different, but it's also not totally the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the other thing is, COVID you get over HIV you don't. I think you get over it physically, right, and return to work. That's the HIV point. you do not. I get the question. Yeah. Jeff Kabilis on YouTube says, "Whoa, it's way better here in YouTube land." <laughs> I think, from what I hear, it is. They say the quality's better. You can rewind the feed. Oh yeah. That's just they say YouTube. They say YouTube's
3: better. Water sucks.
2: <laughs> it really, really sucks. <laughs> uh, from James Thrice, this, this is blackballing. If it's serious, give the guy a suspension and put it out in the open. It seems like collusion and blackballing to me, which frankly I think is wrong. Nelson Voe in Saskatoon, our content creator, says like Colin Kaepernick getting blackballed. Yes, something like that. We get to pick and choose who gets blackballed and who doesn't. I say that fully tongue-in-cheek from the general in Calgary. He says, character assassination is just wrong. That's kind of what they're doing here, I guess. I mean, but I also think, you saw what Deron Carter tweeted the other day. My dear personal friend, Deron Carter, whose North Palm Beach high school football program is undefeated on the season. He said, apparently I'm not good enough to play in the CFL. He's been blackballed from the CFL, Deron. So what happens. Where the hell was I? Do you want me to just keep going on or do
3: you have anything you'd like to do? No, keep- Are you having fun? I'm having a great time. Are we all having a great time? I'm having a great time. It's just that where it gets really dirty is that it's not just as easy as he lied. So let's cut him and let's tell the world he lied and not let him play again. There's so many layers to this. How long did they know he was falsifying documents? and? Not that he, was, he wasn't he was falsifying the documents, but, like,
2: there's so many layers to this well, and, it's not hey, that easy. John Kirby, who I do today, really appreciate. Most days he drives me nuts. But he's watching at Edmonton, and he says, Three Down Nation last week lied, saying Trevor Harris got COVID. He's the quarterback for Edmonton. And they had to take that back, saying, sorry, he never got it. Correct. Justin Dunk retracted that report that Trevor Harris, the quarterback for Edmonton, had it. And... I wouldn't say he lied. Uh, Dunk got bum info from somebody. And it doesn't, because Justin Dunk doesn't normally make those mistakes, right? What are you going to do when you get bad information? I've got it before. Yeah. But again, I would not want to be covering any sports right now, let alone the Canadian Football League, because everybody's lying. But apparently Jacob Ruby's the only one lying, so let's blackball him and everybody else can lie because they don't know any other way but to lie, according to John Ohm in Winnipeg. It's 11-11. Cheers. Take a drink. From Ryan H. on YouTube says, Rod, how's Alan, the intern, doing? I have no idea,
3: and uh, his internship ended, and I haven't heard from the kid. Is he still alive? Good question. No, he's, he's, he, I think he's doing well. We'll connect with him soon. Um, we got two new interns starting on Tuesday. Nice. Two new interns starting on Tuesday. Andrew and Olivia, and we've met with both of them, had some one-on-ones. They are going to be awesome. Sounds good to me. Yeah. The internship program is alive and well. <laughs> Viewer Corey on YouTube says he's done,
2: never to be heard from again. Next. To whom are we referring? Alan the intern, Jacob Ruby, <laughs> Justin Dunk, Trevor Harris? Come on, we gotta get, got to get with it. The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, which is Canada's game of the week in week five of the CFL? Again, running away with it, Winnipeg at Saskatchewan, 79% of the vote.
3: Should I even read the others? Well, you can see them on the screen. They're pretty measly. I looked at the numbers by the way. This is like I got
2: to think if you're a fan of other teams playing this weekend, you would be voting for your team. But I was crunching the numbers this morning because the CFL sends me the information and Saskatchewan is the highest scoring team. Winnipeg's given up the least points. It's basically the number one offense versus the number one defense depending on what your yardsticks are for that. I would say the highest scoring team is the best offense Mm -hmm. Edmonton Actually, has the most offense, and they're one in right two or one in three. Right, so it is the best matchup statistically. And that reminds me, by the way, uh, David in Winnipeg, if I can find it, David Asplin says, Rod, any chance we could convince you to come down to Winnipeg for the Banjo Bowl? Yeah, what are you going to do? Where are you going to put me up? You want to go? to one of, What do we got going on next weekend? Is it a Saturday game? Banjo Bowl. Are we going? Why well, We could go. Listen, we had a discussion this morning. It's fun. Because we're rolling now. We're getting a lot of big sponsors, right? A lot of big regional and national sponsors. And we had a sales guy in here who's not with us anymore. He said it's going to take three years for you guys to get to the status, and now we'll look Lo and behold, here we are, and it's happening. Yeah, And it reminds – so my point on this is, for years, I would be in my hotel room on the Saturday in Winnipeg getting ready for Sunday's Banjo Bowl going, why the hell are we playing this game on a Sunday? It's week one NFL kickoff. There's nothing going on in Canada and stadium tonight. Nothing. Why are we not playing on a Saturday? And then years later, they move it to the Saturday. Do you know what I'm saying? So this reminded me of that sales guy who were like, when he said, in three years, you guys are going to be really rocking. You're going to be bringing in sponsors and blah, blah, blah. Well, here we are. We're like, what do you mean three years? Give us like three months. So we sat here today and we're like, oh my God, he was right. We laughed at him, and kicked him out the door. Yeah. <laughs> this whole time, we should have listened to him. That's what else how, you got down there? <laughs> right. Where is he? <laughs> Can we call him up and say sorry? Yeah. Now, yeah. having said that, when we went to Game Plus Television... Uh, which our first show on national television was July 2nd, 2020. I called him when we did the deal. It was in the spring, and he was at a Flames game in the saddle. I said, hey, I'm not going to say his name. I said, can you believe we just got our first national television deal with Game Plus TV? He goes, wow, I didn't think you guys
3: were going to last that long. Remember that? Yes. You were like frothing at the mouth. Yeah. I said, thank God you're not
2: our sales manager anymore. With an attitude like that.
1: Spicy.
2: <laughs> Sometimes I have a tough time biting my lip. Yeah. That's okay. I wonder if he's watching right now.
1: <laughs> Bob's your uncle.
2: More from Jeff in Winnipeg. He says, RP Show with the Banjo Bowl. Brought to you by Manscaped 4.0. Listen, we're going to have to take a commercial break here. But our guy Paul, the infamous Paul, the third of the three musketeers around here. He had an accident shaving the other day. Whoop! Took his, uh, Go- half his goatee right off. Yeah. <laughs> so he took it right down
3: to the wood. He's clean-shaven. He looks like he's eight years old now. Oh, and, and it's, it's weird. He just... He, looks like a different person. Looks like a different person. Yeah.
2: And I said you weren't using the Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 in your face. And he said, uh, well, I don't have one. Because you and I are the only ones that own those things. Now we know what we're getting, Paul, for Christmas. (laughs) You're not supposed to use it on your face anyways. (laughs) I don't. Anyways, uh, coming up, the head coach of the Winnipeg Ice, James Patrick. And speaking of Manitoba, addiction, it destroys relationships, families, and lives. But the good news is addiction is a treatable illness, at Aurora Recovery Center, we provide everything you need to build a solid foundation for your recovery with holistic, evidence based treatment tailored to each individual. Located in Gimli, Manitoba, on the shores of Lake Winnipeg, Aurora can help regardless of whether or not you feel ready or have tried before. Aurora Recovery Center, recovery for life. Visit us at AuroraRecoveryCenter.com. James Patrick joining us next. You're watching the RP show on the Game Plus TV network. YouTube and Facebook, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com.
1: Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
2: Attention listeners across the galaxy, all the way from Australia to Houston, do we have a pube problem? Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to Manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at Manscaped.com. For a clean trinity and beyond, your space balls will thank you. Trust me.
1: Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rob.
2: Welcome back, everybody. Big Hockey Day continues. We're very pleased to be heading out to Winnipeg, one of our favorite cities. We got the head coach of the Winnipeg Ice of the Western Hockey League with us, James Patrick, and I appreciate the time on a very busy week. James, as training camp gets rolling, it's uh, been a, it's always a long off season for everybody. How happy are you to be back into the rink?
4: Uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's been uh, about three weeks, uh, you know, kind of in the office uh, with uh, my staff, preparer for camp. Uh, today's kind of like the uh, calm before the storm. Uh, you know, we'll have a long day uh, the next few days with uh, starting with rookie camp for the first uh, three days, and then the vets come in after that. So I'm um, super excited. Um, we're lucky we had the bubble last year for two months, but it seems like a long time. Uh, coming for more of a normal type of season and, and training camp.
2: Yeah, no kidding. Well, if you don't mind, if we could go back and just reflect on the bubble for a second, I'm sure you've completely moved on from that. But you guys were really coming on near the end, just actually like the season before, now that I think about it. But there was no playoffs. I mean, what was it like to do that experience, live in the bubble? Congratulations, by the way, for completing that and having a great season, but then no playoffs to cap it off.
0: Yeah,
4: you know what? We I look back at the two months uh, as an incredible experience hockey wise really one of the best experiences that that I've ever had the players were so appreciative to have the opportunity to play after you know kind of what everyone the whole world had gone through for the previous nine months and uh the the love of playing the passion the compete the work ethic um was awesome and I talked to you know the other seven coaches in our bubble felt the same it was you know it was really competitive. It was good hockey. Um, it's elite players who, you know, every team had players who are going to be in the NHL over the next two or three years. Um, it was, it was a great story from, uh, you know, Peyton Krebs being the MVP and leading scorer to, you know, Schneider being the best defenseman, uh, Ridley Greg being a, a top end player to, uh, 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 Bedner in, in Regina being the best 15 year old I've ever seen. And, <laughs> and then, uh, you know geeky and benson and jagger other great young players uh, it, it was it was awesome it was competitive it was uh everyone made something out of out of what was a real tough situation made the best of it and uh i i think we all got better from it i know our players improved and uh uh and, and we certainly came together it was really like a family a family group when you're in a bubble and you're spending that much time together
2: The uh, Pats coach, Dave Struve said his players thanked him every single day for two months for pulling this off and allowing them the opportunity to play. And, James, when I talk to you, I feel like I could always talk to you for hours. Just one last thing on the bubble. I called that game Pats and Ice, Peyton Krebs' last game in the dub. And if we can go back, he took that headshot in the second period, came back and watched for the third, never saw the ice. Can you take us inside that and how he was feeling? And clearly he wasn't going to let his dub career end sitting in the dressing room
4: yes um you know first of all he's the, the most competitive driven uh athlete i've ever coached and that includes the um uh, you know the 12 years as an assistant in the nhl um and it it was frustrating way to end um he took a hard check uh he was he was frustrated he was mad that he got hit that hard but uh, but it was certainly a clean hit and um uh, he did want to be a, you know, he wanted to be on the bench. He certainly, if it was a playoff game, he would have been out there, but we just, at that time decided, you know, I said, I'm not going to put you on. If you're not a hundred percent, it doesn't make sense right now. We knew that, uh, the next day he was heading to Vegas to go into a bubble there and then, uh, play some games with, with Vegas, which he ended up doing. And so we wanted to be smart, but, um, the, the effect that he had on our culture, um, was was so important and it was it was incredible it turned the franchise around uh you know two years uh before when we decided to um make a lot of wholesale changes but build the team around him and make him a captain at 17. and um you know he he did have a great i mean he was the best player in the bubble he he did lead it in scoring it was you know half a game that he didn't get to finish but certainly was there with his teammates which uh you know again he was a driving force but but behind the, like I said, the culture, the work ethic, the passion, the, the drive that, you know, we're trying to instill in all these players.
2: What are the ice going to look like coming back? I mean, I, it was a shame that your fans couldn't really watch them last year, obviously, uh, and missed that last season for Peyton Krebs, but it's still a hell of a team coming back. What are they going to look like?
4: Uh, I believe, we'll, you know, we'll have uh, a real good team. I think we can uh, pick up where we left off uh you know like first of all we got some real good veterans we you know uh, i expect carson lambos to be one of the best defensemen in the league a great leader for us a first round draft pick who is as competitive as there is and a real solid two-way player um connor McClendon is a high-end uh scorer in this league um some real good veterans and you know jake and smallwood cole muir um, uh owen peterson owen peterson's put up you know He's put up points the last two years, high end points. He's played on our top line. Um, so right there is a solid nucleus. And then uh, I would say two high end 17 year olds in, in Matt Savoy and Connor Geeky. Um, they're going to be, you know, our top two centers, possibly, probably um, a lot of depth. Uh, I, you know, I think our defense can be the best since I've been coaching this will be going into my sixth year here, um, you know, from, you know, real good 20-year-old in Nolan Orzak. Uh, we're bringing in some Europeans who are going to push for spots. Uh, you know, next to, like I said, Carson, but uh, Carter Prasovsky, uh, you know, coming into his draft year, real competitive, uh, tough, uh, tough player, I, I'd say. So um, I think the most depth since I've been here and, uh, you know, obviously young players, uh, you know, Savoy, Geeky, Benson, uh, their development, how much they get better as the year goes on is going to go a long way to the success of the team.
2: Well, that's uh, very scary for every other team in the East Division, but I'm sure you're happy talking about that. Can you talk to me about the Lambos boys? Because Carson only plays two games, still ends up going in the first round of Minnesota. Do you, do you think he'd have gone higher had he played the full? And then Johnny, um, what I hear, good, hard-working Greek boys. That's what the Greeks tell me about the Lambos boys from Winnipeg.
4: Um, great boys, great uh uh, parents, uh, parents are, and, and I will say this as a coach, I get to meet some of the parents. I don't develop too much of a relationship with them. Uh, but, um, both parents are outstanding. They, I mean, uh, Carson is maybe as respectful and hardworking and, and modest of a, of a kid. You can find, um, a real tough year for him last year as a 16 year old in our league. He played more minutes than any player played, um, the whole time on, on our top pair against nineteen and twenty year olds, um, kid who can skate, he's a real strong skater. Has an any at, at fifteen, he had an NHL wrist shot. Um, tough, um, you know, will not uh, back down from anyone. And not, believe me, our our league and and myself as a coach is I don't want fighting. I don't encourage it. But the first 10 games he was our best player we had two fights when someone else had been run run at by the the other team kind of uh, um crossed the line and both times connor came to the defense and and ended up fighting a 19 and 20 uh, 20 year old in two two separate incidences that just maybe talks a bit about his character um and and i you know i know with his brother that brother he's been someone he's looked up to you know his whole life they've been they've pushed each other um, been competitive with them when they played against each other in, in Brandon, uh, um, having an older brother, I know what that's like. So, uh, uh, like I said, a real tough year last year, we only played two games and, and, you know, had, a an, an ailment that had to be uh, dealt with by, uh, coming back to Winnipeg and, and getting treatment for him, wasn't able to keep playing. So did it he definitely hurt his, uh, you know, his standing, but I, I just, uh, you know, we talked to a lot of the kids it doesn't matter where you get drafted it's it's the gateway to your the next part of your career and it's it, it's an exciting moment for you and your family but it doesn't make you a better player i mean the work just continues and uh and he's aware of that he's he's super proud and excited which he should be about being drafted by minnesota but uh, um, he's ready to just keep coming in and getting better every day
2: well james we're spending more and more time in winnipeg with this show i'm hearing about the Dairy Whip. Do you guys have a sponsorship deal with the Lambos family's Dairy Whip? I hear that's the place in Winnipeg.
4: Well, I'm trying to encourage the players to stay away from it. <laughs> How about the coaches? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, we're, I'm on that treadmill fighting that grind every day as well. But uh, no, the coaches are allowed to go there. Uh, um, no doubt. Uh, um, if you know, it's funny when we do uh, win a big game, the, the players are always chanting for, uh, for treats or the bus to stop at, uh, at places for treats. So um, that might go into our segment bonuses. Uh, if we, uh, if we reach certain <laughs> goals, maybe have uh, more trips to the dairy whip.
2: Who are you looking at there? The owner or Munzee or <laughs> you're, looks like you're looking Munzee for is, a pool.
4: Munzee's giving me signals and uh, uh, no, that's just me trying to think.
2: Tell him to get on the treadmill. Um, for you, James, I go to your hockey DB. Not like I didn't know, but uh, twelve hundred and eighty games in the National Hockey League. Would you say twelve coaching as well? What is it about the Western League? Is it the allure of the fact that it's your hometown, even though you started in Kootenay? What is it that you love about the Dub and the Winnipeg guys?
4: You know what? Uh, it's interesting. I, I I will say this: a big reason I'm in this league is because of Kelly McCrimmon. Um, known him you know I was real close with Brad and I've known Kelly for a long time but uh when we were let go in Dallas uh looking for new opportunities and I talked to Kelly about um, he had just came to Vegas um, he had coached my nephew the previous uh, 3 years coaching GM and GM in Brandon and and we had talked a lot over those 3 years in trying to help the development of of Nolan but it gave me a familiarity with the league and um so it, it was Kelly who called and reached out and said, you know, there there looks like there could be a couple uh, opportunities in this league would would that uh interest you and it it did. Um I can't be happier with the the decision and the opportunity that I've gotten from from Greg Fettis and Matt Cockle being here. Um I've said this to anyone who's ever asked me um I I love being around junior hockey players. Um the, the age, the excitement, the willingness to learn, and the passion that they bring, um, it it keeps me young. Um, what I've, I'm seeing happening here in Winnipeg, I, I think it is becoming a great hockey center. It has been for a long time with, you know, with the Jets and the Moose, and there's room for a, a high end junior team. And um, with what uh, you know, Greg and Matt want to bring to this city you know with a, a new arena and the, just the development and the opportunity for young players is super exciting but getting back to coaching them it is it is so fun um the bus rides are for, for me you know when you hear about them they're the travel is not taxing it's it brings the team together it's it's something that I've enjoyed um a uh, great coaches in this league I mean uh any you know I'd say 80 percent of the coaches in the league have had NHL experience and coach the same way that the teams are coaching the nhl so to um to be able to mentor and and to develop and guide and and uh, be around the young players is something that i i love i'm i'm uh, enjoying it more and more every year as i learn more about the league more learn more about the players and try and get better as a coach
2: oh yeah well hey it's a great it's the best league and i was so happy when munsey came back to it and now I now I get the crim thing. You he doesn't have to worry about you beating up on his weak kings anymore. He doesn't own him anymore. So he would, you'd have, <laughs> you'd have his blessing sitting there in Winnipeg because I know how he operates. But James, um, I guess lastly, you mentioned Winnipeg. The last time we talked, you said we just need to get the word out more in Winnipeg about the ice and interviews like this certainly help. So you're back at the Wayne Fleming. How long are you guys going to be at the Wayne Fleming? Do you think? You know
4: we're we're. Pretty sure it's going to be, uh, you know, for sure this year and parts of next year. Uh, I know, I know they're moving forward with uh, getting our rink started. Um, obviously, COVID has set us back, and and uh, I think there have been some infrastructure issues. But um, I think it's a long-term plan. What what Greg is is going to bring to this city, bring to this league is, you know, he's taking it to another level, and they want to make sure they they get it right. So. so uh, it is, um, it, I mean, I felt that where our team was two years ago, uh, coming into COVID, I mean, we were, um, you know, I felt becoming one of the best teams in the league. we were real excited about the play, the upcoming playoffs. Um, We'd have done wonders for, um, the, you know, getting the word out even more. And um, I know that the community that's kind of embraced us have loved what they've seen with the team and, Um, we just want to we want to take off where we left off and and build on it and i know with this group of players we you know we believe we can do that Uh, uh, a number of future NHLers are going to be in our lineup who are playing uh it's exciting hockey it's hockey where you see mistakes and and it um it brings more excitement brings more opportunity offensive opportunity and you talk to a lot of fans they and they enjoy that you know more than uh in the nhl because you're, you're seeing you know, these young players at a young age so um with uh with munzi and the heisinger family and matt cockle we're doing our best to get the word out and um and I, you know I, I i run into more and more people around town who are aware of us and are excited about us getting started again so again it's a long-term plan and it's uh it's it's going to be uh it's getting bigger and better and it's going to be great
2: Yeah, I call uh, Major Junior perfectly imperfect. It is my favorite brand of hockey, and I love the Winnipeg Ice as much as I can as the TV voice of the Regina Pats. James, apologies again for the delay. Enjoy the visit, and we'll we'll see you in the rink uh, here coming up soon.
4: Okay, great talking to you, Rod, and we'll, we'll talk soon. Take care.
2: Head coach of the Winnipeg Ice, James Patrick, the 1,280 NHL game veteran we'll be right back lots going on in the world of sports today most of it good not all the moose is back here in the bunker too stick around we'll be right back it is hour two of the program brought to you by core grain doing the right thing for your farm you're watching on the game plus tv network youtube and facebook live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at RodPeterson.com.
1: head to youtube.com slash the peterson show now You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio.
2: Here's Rod. And the moose. And this is kind of funny. These people do not miss a trip, moose. Okay. Anonymous viewer on, from the 647, that's Trona area, right? Yeah. Watching on Game Plus TV says wardrobe change. Something tells me there's a story here. Like you spilled your coffee or should I let him in on a secret? <laughs>
3: We Are take, you going you gonna to take the curtain down? We taped the interview with James Patrick
2: yesterday, and I meant to put on this beautiful jacket that Darren adorned me with. I meant to put it on at the start of hour two, and I forgot. So the James Patrick interview. And if you notice how shiny my face was in the interview with James Patrick, I was late because I forgot about the interview. That's why I was apologizing profusely for being late. Sweating. I'd just come from the gym. I was a hot mess. And you got me. How about that? But I really like all the clothing that you
3: Thank uh, you.: Where's the new stuff?: Yeah it's kind of, I know right? It's been a while. It's <laughs> been a while, it's been you know a hey? year. You noticed, eh? Hey? I don't miss much either.: No, you don't. Uh,
2: from the general in Calgary says, uh, "Moose has the same shirt at least. We are live now 11:42 uh, <laughs> Mountain. On Wednesday, September the 1st, in the year of our Lord, 2021, we're live, as the Game Plus says right over, right here, for those watching on Game Plus. Uh, Moose, speaking of the Blades shirt, you have a story. There's a reason
3: you're wearing that. We should mention that. Yeah, tough night, uh, tough day, and tough times for the Blades family. They lost uh, one of their, uh, their family members, one of the attendants, and off-ice staff Bob uh, Kirkness yep. lost his battle with cancer, and... Uh, uh, passed away I, yesterday. We found out the news came out throughout the uh, later in the day. There's Bobby. They named that, you know, the training camp trophy, the Kirkness Cup. Yeah. What a fighter. What a battle. They all had the BK uh, insignia, the little logo on their, uh, uh, their clothing throughout the uh, bubble last year. And he had rejoined the team, but it caught up to him again and uh, he passed away. So uh, we're thinking of you, Bobby, and we're thinking of the Blades today. Yeah, the, a fixture around the SaskTel Center there. Yeah, and you know what? It's the thing. You've been around it. GMs come and go, coaches come and go, players come and go. <laughs> These are the people who make up the organization. Oh, yeah. They never leave, right? They're there through everything. And that's, that's in all sports. So, yeah, we'll miss them. Yeah, condolences
2: to the Blades and the Kirkness family. It reminds me of a broadcaster in the Western Hockey League who called me up years ago, and he's still in it, and he was complaining about something, the way this coach was treating him. And I just said, uh, you'll be there longer than the coach. Just uh, bite your lip. Not and true. he's still no, he still is. Yeah. He goes, I never forgot that. I'm not going to say who it is. Um, from Patrolman Pete, he says, damn, Rod, if he hadn't said something, I would have never have known. Could have just said you spilled your coffee.
1: How about ah, that?
2: Doesn't matter. Doesn't James Patrick just make you want to cheer for the Winnipeg ice? Uh, I love my ice gear, by the way. Obviously, God's team has the nicest gear in the Western Hockey League. But the Winnipeg Ice would be number two. <laughs> and I remember going up to the broadcast booth. You were with me. And it was that nice little gift bag there from the Winnipeg Ice. Yeah. They have gear. It's very nice of them. Yes. The New Orleans Saints Breaking news today. The New Orleans Saints will play their season opener in Jacksonville after being displaced by Hurricane Ida. Instead of playing in the Superdome for the September 12th opener against the Green Bay Packers, the Saints will host the game at the home of the Jaguars, the NFL announced this morning. While the Superdome appears to have been spared significant damage from the powerful Category 4 hurricane, there are logistical challenges with staffing an NFL game there in the near future because of the widespread damage in the New Orleans area. Rough Riders quarterback Cody Fajardo was named the CFL's top performer for the month of August Wednesday Fajardo helped Saskatchewan to three straight wins to open the 2021 campaign. He's passed for 773 yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Teammate Jonathan Woodard was named the second-leading performer. He leads the CFL in sacks. He's got five. And quarterback Michael Riley of the BC Lions is the number three performer. I had the CFL stats out, and then I closed the window. Who's leading the CFL in passing right now? Is it C- Cody for JJ? Do we know? Ah, sorry to put you on the spot. I'll look it up. Trevor Harris is close. Oh, it might be Trevor Harris. That's right. The Toronto Blue Jays and Baltimore Orioles play the rubber match of a three-game series tonight at Rogers Centre. Lefty Steven Motts gets the start for Toronto. He has a win and two no decisions over his last three starts, giving up two earned runs through 17 innings over that span. Boston's coronavirus problems keep getting worse. Star shortstop Xander Bogarts was forced to leave last night's game because of a positive test for COVID-19. Six Red Sox players have tested positive for COVID-19 since Friday. This sports update for Dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today Dubnetwork.ca and for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. We'll be right back with uh, overtime. And the best part of that is viewer takeover. So whatever we've covered today, we'll cover again right after this break with you. And get your opinion. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com.
1: Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to this show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Looks like we got about
2: eight full minutes for overtime, which is proudly presented by the Four Seasons Sports Palace. You're home for the UFC and the Seattle Kraken fan club, and I think that there will be no moose in this segment because the fit has hit the shan. I'm saying that for like the third, third time. Nothing major. Just a few details have fallen through the cracks, and he's taking care of that right now. So that's, it means it's me and you and Producer Clark if he wants to chime in and, and whatever. I've enjoyed the comments that have come in here. I, Clark was on it very fast. I said, who's leading the CFL in passing? It's got to be my guy, Cody Fajardo. He's like, nope. It is Michael Riley of the British Columbia Lions. How about that? And he hasn't even played every snap. That's uh, what, what I meant, player of the month. Number three player of the month. And I got to, I'm just, I'm, the comments are going in like crazy. I'm wondering if I'm ever going to be able to keep up the way that we're going here with YouTube. But Wayne Jones, watching in Winnipeg, says, The longer the Winnipeg guys go without building a new rink, the less certain I am they will stick around in Peg City. Let me say this, just my opinion for what it's worth, the WHL badly wants to be in Winnipeg and new arena or not, they'll find a way to stay in Winnipeg. Yeah. The Wayne Fleming arena, which I haven't been in since the eighties. I don't think it's changed since the eighties. You still got an NHL arena right in the middle of downtown, which houses the NHL team, the AHL team. I get that, but they both practice in their own practice facilities you could still play WHL games out of there if you had to. The dub. We're good to go. I just got a thumbs up from Moose. Whew. We're going on the road, folks. Moose is joining us. Do I ever Do you want to tell people do, what's do going on? Do I ever on?
3: not make it happen? No,
2: you always make it happen. You always make it happen. Which is a good, I guess, cure for my anxiety. The yin to my yang. Oh yeah. It's gonna work great. Is that right? You gotta be amazing. Okay. You'll have to tell me after. Yeah. Uh, I was talking about the Winnipeg Ice, and viewer was in Winnipeg was saying that if they don't get their new rink built in Winnipeg, the team will be gone, and I just I don't believe that. They got everything you want there. Owner with big Hiroshi. That's that's the main thing right there. That's what the uh, WHL wants, just so can you know. Always out, outspend your problems. There you go. Uh, from EGA. I cannot keep up with these comments. I'm sorry, folks. I'm a little discombobulated here. It was about Cody Fajardo and the, and his, uh, and the media love-in with him. Here it is, from EGA on YouTube. Sprinkle this. Three Down Nation has become the Cody Fajardo show. He's become very annoying. Good player, but extracurricular media activities are annoying. Stop it. Stop it. There you can read it for yourself right there. Because why? If I have any Influence over this. I will nip this in the bud right here. What did Wayne Gretzky ever do to get the hate? What did Sidney Crosby ever do to get the hate? What did Tom Brady ever do to get the hate? Deflategate notwithstanding. Cody Fajardo loves God, loves his wife, quarterbacks, the undefeated football team, and you're annoyed because he's good with the media.
3: You need to stop it. It, what do you think? Too much success. And not too... Yeah, what's, what do you want them to do? Fail? Right, but that's where we are. It's, I call it the Nickelback effect, right? Everybody loved Nickelback. Silver Side Up, great album, right? They were indie, underground. We discovered them. These guys are awesome. And then they start getting all the top 40 hits. And they start getting the number one records. And they sell out all their concerts. And Rolling Stone names them Band of the Decades. And everyone's like, they suck. All their songs sound the same. Nickelback sucks. Because they become cool and mainstream, and now it's not your thing anymore. You have to share it with everybody, right? Yeah. Now, now he's popular with everybody. It's the same thing with the Riders, the football team. They were lovable in the 90s. didn't win any games, but they were lovable. And they were lovable when they started winning because it was like this, feat, this team finally has earned something. And now, when they've been good and all the money and the success, it doesn't feel so like our lovable losers anymore. So the rest of the people start to hate on that. This term, Nickelback syndrome, is that yours? Yeah. Well, I I think I came up with it, but I'm sure it's out there. (laughs) I haven't heard it. It's a moose-ism. Yeah. Nickelback
2: syndrome. Can't stand good people having success. That's it. Stop it. And as Brett Taylor says on Facebook, we keep saying CFL has to market the players and personalities. Fajardo was just as easy to sell. It's great for the league. I think the Riders were way behind jumping on this guy and the CFL themselves. He's the, but look at him. He's six foot three, chiseled out of a mountain, stud, beautiful, handsome, rocket arm, great person. Let's go. I would have him on every pamphlet, every bus, every billboard. And he's relatable. They didn't, start, corn doing, dogs yeah, and... they didn't start doing that until the pandemic. This guy wants to get up his ass. Take that somewhere else. Uh, By the way, Wayne in Victoria says, I can't wait for the show. Sounds like a great show tomorrow. Well, here's what it is, by the way, because they wanted me to say it. You don't mind me saying. We're going to be live from the Premier's Golf Tournament in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Thursday, 10 a.m. Mountain to noon. The Premier's Golf Tournament, okay. Personal invitation from Ken Cheveldayoff. Uh, MLA for Saskatoon. Is it Greystone? Don't put me on the spot. Come on. We're not politicos. <laughs> Anyways, here's the text from Chevy. And people in Winnipeg always joke and laugh when I get mixed up on Winnipeg Sports Talk when I say, I always refer to the GM of the Jets as Ken Chevalier. They're like, he said Ken. He's an idiot. I'm, I am man Kevin. They're brothers from Blaine Lake. So Chevy texts me. So we have the Premier. Scott Mo. Sports Minister Laura Ross, they're all coming on the show tomorrow, owner of the Blades and Rush, Colin Priestner, Rattlers President and CEO Brad Kraft, Al Simpson, Living Sky Sports, he's the big, heavy, swinging, you know what, that's building a soccer facility up there and a baseball stadium here, and he's getting a Canadian Premier League expansion franchise for Saskatoon. He says, and yours truly... If you want to talk tournament history and Winnipeg Jets.
3: How about that? With a smiley face emoji. It's literally going to be the coffee table discussion we've all wanted. Yeah. That's what it's going to be tomorrow. Probably not a lot of structure. It'll just be a lot of friends sitting around the coffee table telling just stories. exactly what you want. Yeah. Um, largest one-course, one-day tournament in Canada
2: was 596 golfers at its peak. I know it's like, I think it's like 540 tomorrow. Uh, Willow's Golf and Country Club is where we're doing it. Fully sold out. 22 years running. Started in 2000. So tomorrow from the Premier's Golf. Hey, Mike Babcock's supposed to be coming on too. Have you heard of him? I want to find out what his workout regimen is. Babs is ripped. Have you seen the photos of him? Yeah. So anyways, that's all coming up tomorrow. So I appreciate all your comments. And I appreciate you putting up with us. And Moose, we'll see you in the Bridge City. What do you say? I can't wait. Nice work, boys. We'll see, see you, you t- guys there, too. Yeah, thanks to Joey Alfieri and James Patrick today. We'll see you tomorrow at noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain, right here on Game Plus TV. Great job, Jordan, by the way. I love the job you did on that.